Flex and Espo, how are you guys doing today? Better than you. Jesus Christ. Better than you. Oh my God. That was sad as shit. That well, was awful. I'm a little hurt still. <laughs> you, you have about as much energy as the Suns did versus Portland, right? Yeah. Going I feel like the Suns did against Portland right Also, now. what kind of asshole gives us a thumbs down before you even started the show? Right. What is wrong with you? It, it was me. I expect better from you guys. Oh, my God. Well, it's because we were late. That's probably why, but you can blame the coyotes on that one. That was not our fault. Um, listen, guys, we got a couple updates here. We heard from Woj earlier in the week. Now we're going to hear from Shams, Sharania, because he had some updates on Bradley Beal and some things to say about the Woj things that he said. Everyone has been upset about the losing. That happens across the league. When you're losing games, you're going to be upset. And whether it's teammates, players, coaches, team officials, they've all been upset throughout the organization about being 500, being a 500 team. And from my understanding, they haven't seen anything abnormal, anything extreme that's different other than just normal frustration, normal being, you know, being upset from Kevin Durant. And last night, clearly his, his, you know, his, he was dedicated to the task at hand with that triple double career, uh, high tying 16 assists for him last night. At the end of the day, the Suns, they know they need to get healthy. They do need to start winning games. And that starts with Bradley Beal being back in the lineup, how much he eases the load for everyone on that team. He, he creates uh, mismatches, and he makes everyone's life easier. They need him back on the floor. We haven't seen that big three for more than one full game. And that, that's a problem for Phoenix, getting him back in the lineup. He had that sprained ankle a couple weeks ago, December 15th. It was a nasty sprain. I'm told he is progressing. He is ahead of schedule. Um, and I'm told he could return as soon as this weekend. They play on mm. Friday against Charlotte or Sunday against Orlando. Those games are within the window for Bradley, Bradley Beal to make a return to the lineup. They know he needs to be avail available. They, need, they know he needs to be motivated. They know he needs to be in the lineup and really embracing that hybrid point guard role that they've set out for him because he needs to set the table for guys like Devin Booker and for Kevin Durant. And so everything around this team was designed around this big three. Uh, and hopefully for the Suns, they're getting closer to seeing that with those three being in the lineup. First off, Shams dunks on Woj at the beginning of that, where he basically says, bullshit, right? <clears throat> he says what we I think a lot of us said, that of course Kevin Durant's frustrated because they're losing. And that's part of what comes along with it, is everybody gets frustrated in the situation that they found themselves in at 14 and 15. And in a play or outside of the play in looking looking in by Christmas time. Like I, I get why he'd be frustrated. So it's good to hear Shams kind of put some of that woge stuff to bed. Yeah, I mean, everybody's frustrated. We're frustrated, the fans are frustrated. It's it's not uh, a shock that basketball players, when they're not winning, get frustrated. Um and if they're gonna play like they did last night, stay the fuck frustrated. Um, because I liked what they did last night. So, uh, I, I, we talked about this at nauseum. Uh, the Woj thing I think was way over the top. I think Shams kind of calmed the water a little bit and he's right on the money about Brad Beal. Listen, I was having conversations on Christmas Eve that Brad was itching to get back. And I will say this. I don't even think it's his ankle. When it comes to Brad Beal, I think they're just being more cautious with the back because they don't want him to overcompensate on, on the ankle and cause some type of, uh, you know, dysfunction or imbalance in the back. I'm told he's doing great. I really think Brad Beal is going to play on Sunday versus Orlando. Tomorrow's not out of the question, but I, I do think he's very close. And, and we're about to hopefully, knock on wood, see this full collection of players uh, very soon. I'm just so happy we can stop talking about this. Yeah. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <clears throat> Said player frustrated because team is losing more than he thought they would. Okay. And shocking. I, it, it's not breaking news, but what he did was because of that, he basically tried to set up Kevin Durant for failure. Yeah. And then all the, 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 the people and their two cents talking about, oh, you got to trade him. He's not happy again. He wants to move on. This is a common theme. Blah, 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 blah. Like, again, 
Every player was frustrated. It wasn't just KD. Book right. was frustrated. Hell, Beal's frustrated because he can't get on the court. Right. You think he was? He's not frustrated. Hell, when he twisted his ankle, he was as pissed off as any of us yep. were. Like, yep. just stop with this nonsensical bullshit, Woj. <laughs> I love it. Man. Get him, dog. I love it. Yeah, it's bullshit. It really is. And and like you said, it, it causes people to attack Kevin. Yes. And it's unfair. Like, the dude is out there averaging 30.6 assists and five rebounds for the season. And somehow, uh, because he's frustrated about them being 500, it becomes KD wants out. Like, I don't want to hear that shit no more. KD doesn't want out. He just wants to win and play good basketball. You don't, you don't think KD doesn't want to be part of the solution rather than the problem? Right. Like, that's just, it's just BS. It's an agenda. And if, if KD wanted out, it would have been, reports say KD wants out of Phoenix. Him being unhappy was not breaking news. It wasn't anything. And But let's be honest and pull back the curtain. In media, what happens sometimes is the fact that, uh, you know, they're, they had the Suns oh. on at 8.30, right? That night. It was probably, and we talked about this on Christmas, the least interesting of their Christmas Day slate. So how do you build some buzz? By having kind of a generic report that didn't really... You know, that could be interpreted as KD wants out of Phoenix. So now there's drama around it. There's intrigue. How do you generate some buzz around it? By doing that. And it did. All Christmas afternoon and, and evening, all you heard was KD this, KD that. Are the suns imploding from the inside? Uh, you know, and, and so I think that's part of it as well. I'm not saying Woj made anything up, but they made a very strategic decision as to why they said that in the middle of their Christmas Day games, leading in to a Suns game that evening. Yeah, no. yeah, but that's also on how we choose to interpret what's being reported by these people, because everything has to be semi cryptic to an to an extent, right? Like you can't just come out and straight up be like, "This person told me exactly this." That's not how this game works. We all know that, but it's up to us on how we want to interpret things. Do we want to say, "Yeah, well, no shit, he's frustrated." This yeah. team sucks right now. Of course, they're feeling some type of way. Or do we just say, oh, frustration. That's cause for concern. That means he wants out because he did it before. So he's going to do it again. That's on how we want to consume media as well. And I'm not talking about us individually or specifically, just as a whole. You can take something and you can run one way with it or you can run the opposite direction. And both technically you can create an argument for to an extent, but I think it was in the phrasing the way Woj said it as well, because Sham said basically the same thing, but made it very clear that Katie was just frustrated with, with losing and that there was nothing more to it in the way Woj uh, put it out there. It was well rumblings with within the Phoenix organization. And I think he even used the word surprised maybe, by by his frustration like you can word things in ways that drive people a certain direction with things now did did certain people online go way far of out the bounds did. of course because yeah. that's the way it happens and some people uh you know in, in the business looking for attention start throwing out you know things that, that that spin out of control but i think in the way Woj worded it there was room uh, intentional room for interpretation i'm frustrated <laughs> with people trying to tell me how to say frustrated. <laughs> Gucci Malone, cut it out, man. It's the jersey in me, dog. Also, KD is never, as never, until last year, dictated where he wants to go via trade. <clears throat> the first time he left OKC, he was a free agent. Yeah. The second time he left the Warriors, he was a free agent. Yeah. He got to Brooklyn, and fucking Harden and Kyrie wanted out, and they got they got their wish. And KD was left there holding the bag. Of course he wanted out at that point. So that's really the only time he's ever forced his way out. So this narrative about KD True. being like some toxic individual is the, the most complete bullshit narrative in the history of basketball. It's trash. It's always been trash. And only casuals would say that. No, I, you're right. You're right. I mean, you broke it down very, uh, very clearly. Huh? I said astutely. Yeah, you got the big words. I don't <laughs> got the big words. I think in Jersey it's astutely. There you right. go. Yeah, you know, we... Yeah, I, we, I we, think you could also say, too, with the way that these were reported differently could be dependent on who is sharing said information, right? Like, is Shams getting it directly from the source, a.k.a. Kevin Durant himself, or somebody 
directly related to Kevin Durant versus is Woj getting it from somebody from an organizational perspective? And that provides different context as well to how they say these things. You know what I, I mean? I, I, I feel like Woj's report uh, was part of the machine that is ESPN and the Christmas Day game and all the stuff around that. Um, and I feel like Sean's report was uh, with context. Like, they said the same thing, but somehow Sean said it in a way that made everybody understand what we've been saying. It's just it's just frustration from a basketball team that's not playing well. And I think that's the difference. I mean, I think uh, the way Woe said it, it, it opened up for all kind of different interpretations. And uh, I'm glad Sean's cleared the air, but we can get past this. I'm yeah. frustrated. <laughs> Either which way, it's uh, good to hear that Bradley Beal is Close to returning to action. So real quick, let's take a look at our King of the Court presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. Who are we going to be keeping an eye on this week? I already picked the numbers. We're going to go with three. Okay, Bradley Beal. And we're going to go with eight. Bradley Beal again. And we're going oh. with ten. Bradley Beal Damn, for the third Brad time. Beal. No, I didn't rig this one. I swear, you guys. Scouts <laughs> honor. We're going to keep an eye on Bradley Beal today or this week, of course, because now we have rumblings that he might return on Friday or potentially Sunday, which is great news. How yeah. are you guys feeling about the return of Bradley Beal potentially? I've said this once and I'll say it again. <laughs> I don't give a shit until I see the ball tip and he's actually on the court. And hopefully this time he makes it to the fourth quarter. Because that, I listen. I we've seen what about a game of those three together. I, I, please God, just can you just give us one, please? I feel, I'm just so tired of this. I feel absolutely nothing towards it. <laughs> I am numb to it. I have no capacity to feel, uh, feel excitement or any emotion when it comes to it. Because, like Saul said. We've been down this road how many times now? Is this the fourth, fifth time we yeah. think that we're gonna we're gonna get this? I I will feel better when I, you know we're ten games in and I see what they are, and then I'll give you some kind of emotion. But right now, I am numb to it, hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. I'm excited. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite of these dudes. I'm always excited because I know that Brad Beal's return brings a juice and a swag. And a different type of energy to this basketball team with just him being available. Um, I, I really believe that. I just I just think that in basketball, these these little intricacies and there's certain little things that you can't really uh, you know put your finger on it, but it matters. And him just being available and them seeing him there healthy and being able to get on the court, it juices up Devin Booker, it juices up Kevin Durant. <laughs> Um, and the entire team. And so we saw a little bit of that juice yesterday with Brad Beal with the team traveling and, 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 and doing all the celebration on the bench when EG was hitting threes. I think that carries over, and when he comes back, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's what's going I on? I like Inslow's comment. It, says, it sounds like a smoker's lounge <laughs> in there. I'm doing my best. Good <laughs> Lord, you guys. She was Clearly out all I'm night. sick. She's been smoking cigars all night. Let's go. Hey, sure. In Smith. the hookah yeah, lounge all Smith. night. Too much, too much Welcome hookah. Welcome to PH next time. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Bradley Beal's return. I think it's going to make the vibes a lot better around Suns basketball. I'm also excited because Eric has Arizona lottery scratchers for all of us. So what all pass all four out. of us? Everybody pass them. I'm not out. sharing. Can we, make a, can we make a, 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 a friendly bet right now? If any of us hit, we all split. No. <laughs> All right, so when I hit that 10 bands, I'm going to regret this when I hit these 10 bands, Espo. Wait, I just said I'll split with you. All right, we good. Guys, don't forget to get out and buy your You can find a retailer like a friend that's something. near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You must be 21 or older to play. They start at just $1. And prizes, you can win up to $500,000. All right, well, while we scratch these, I also want to tell you about our friends over at Some Burrows. Some Burrows is family owned and operated and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. They've got easy party platters to feed a crowd and they've got locations throughout the valley and Flagstaff. You are never far from deliciousness. Let Some Burrows cater all your holiday fiestas, big or small, order online 
or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com seasons eatings with some burrows. Did you lose Saul? I didn't you win look the so damn angry. Thing. I didn't win either. I don't think I'm gonna win either. Here, Flex Flex is gonna hit 10k. <laughs> I always feel like I will share you... with you asshole. I will share with you no matter what. <laughs> I didn't win either. Mm. Damn these things, man. I ain't win nothing. So does this mean we're I know, does I this mean we're a bad spot this week? Ten, Our luck's ten, already ten run bands. out. I, I'd rather us have bad luck than the Thursday? team. All right. Well, the last time I said I didn't hit, I threw it in the garbage and I did hit. So <laughs> you you did. did. You might have to confirm this. We'll go do it later. <laughs> but did. I did throw it in the garbage and it was a $20 hit. Damn, I, I, I got it out. <laughs> I got it out. Yeah. yeah. I was like, listen, you got to make sure you actually need it. <laughs> oh, man. The Oso Blanco said Brad Beal sponsored by the Arizona Lottery. Always a scratch. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good um, okay. one. Very good. So with Bradley Beal hopefully returning in the near future, what percentage of the Suns' problems does he fix by being back, in your opinion? 40 to 45. I think he helps. I mean, that's with, pretty solid. I think he helps with the, the ball handling. We saw last night KD getting involved in that helped immensely. I think the more you can give Devin Booker support in that situation – the better off this team's going to be as a whole. So I think it helps there, and I think it helps in the swag, like Flex said. If he comes in and he's that guy that's trying to put back dunks and, and giving you a little athleticism that we know he can do that we saw in Washington, I think he fixes 40 to 45% of it. He's not changing the defensive fortunes, but I think he helps in that. I, I, I'm a little higher. I think it fixes about 70 75%. <laughs> No, and I'm going to tell you why. Damn. For, for all the reasons that we talked about, swag, energy, just uh, overall good feeling around a team. I think he helps get Book off the ball a little bit more. I think he helps with the ball handling. And I, I, gotta, I just got to frame it this way, though. If we're getting the Brad Beal that we know he can be, the Brad Beal with some bounce, the Brad Beal with some shake to his game, the Brad Beal that just two years ago came off a 30-point uh, scoring season in the NBA. If we get that Brad Beal, that guy's a difference maker. And and I, it's just just look to Memphis. Look to Memphis. That team was atrocious. They add one John Morant, they go on a four-game win streak. I think Brad Beal fixes about 70 to 75% of the problems, and then we slowly, gradually fix the rest um, as we get more chemistry and continuity. Oof, man. Talk to me, dog. Uh, you know, Lindsay, why don't you go next? Okay, so I'm a little bit in between Espo and Flex, and I have a, a thought I want to run by you guys. So in the last two games, we've seen Josh Okoge and Jordan Goodwin play less and less, right? Yeah. And I'm wondering, are they leaning into we need to just be an offensive team and get decent enough defense of the guys who are out there who can play good offense and not lean on Josh Okoge or Jordan Goodwin to be like a point of attack defender or something of that sort. And if Bradley Beal comes back and they still lean far enough into that, does it in a, in an essence kind of fix a lot more because like Flex was saying earlier in the season, your offense basically is your defense. Yep. I, I Are they leaning that way already? I, I, slightly? I don't think that they're leaning that way. I think this is what it is with Josh Okoge and Jordan Goodwin. They are so they have been so abysmal on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball that it doesn't counteract how good they have been defensively because they have not been able to make quite the impact on the defensive side as they once did earlier in the season. And because of that, you have to measure out like, okay, how effective is said player? And I think they've opted to go with other guys because they've been kind of neutral on both sides or slightly better on one side than the other, but not so egregiously lopsided that you couldn't justify not playing them. So that's why I think J.O. and Goodwin have kind of found themselves on the outside looking in more often than not of late. Right. So maybe it's not um, an, a, by choice necessarily. It's out of necessity. Yeah. But I mean, still either which way. Yeah. Does it help? I can't remember the last time Josh Okoge <laughs> hit a wide open jumper. Uh, that, that's the key. If you can't, if you can't connect when you're wide open, and we talked about it from the beginning of the year, you can't have Josh Okoge on the court. Same with Jordan Goodwin. If it, because it, it renders everything else ineffective on offense. So, yeah, you will sacrifice some defense if, if they can't hit any of those shots because 
if you don't have an offense that's working, their defense isn't going to matter enough. So, so let's talk about this. Uh, Linz, you make a great point. And me and Saul had a lot of – we were talking a lot about this watching the game yesterday. That Houston team is the number two defense in basketball, okay? And without Bradley Beal, they went in there and put up 130, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a point in the game where the Suns were up 15, 18, 20. And as me and Saul are watching, I kept saying, just give them twos. Guard the three line and give them twos. Because at that point, when you're down 15, you ain't getting back shooting shots, shooting uh, two-point jumpers for Houston. And who's one of the best mid-range teams in basketball? The Phoenix Suns. So when you're up 15, now you go and be who you are. So I I feel like the Suns right now, there is an argument that their offense is their best defense because it puts the team in desperation mode. The opponent becomes desperate. They get out of their sets and they start saying, there's no way we're going to come back and beat this team unless we start shooting threes, ill-advised threes, desperate pressure threes. We can't go two for two with them. We can't go jump shot for jump shot because they got Kevin Durant and they got Devin Booker and those are two of the best in the world. And by the way, when Brad Beal comes back, he's pretty damn good in the mid-range too. So I think that's the recipe for success is go out there, throw the dogs out there, let them let them get a lead, and then apply the pressure by what you can do offensively. All right. Personally, that's what I think. So what percentage were you at? I don't know. You said 70. You I said, said 75. He said 40. Yeah. So I'll say 58. Oh, okay. man, nice okay. number, 58. All right, uh, so I'm uh, uh, the lowest of the group. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> but you all know how big I am on Bradley Beal. I think initially it's it's going to be more of like 20%. Initially? Initially. Okay. Because, I, again, I just think that he's going to have to work himself back up to to find that bounce again, that confidence again, not being hesitant, all that stuff, right? And then mm-hmm. also the chemistry issues, like okay. trying to fit another new guy back into the, this roster after, you know, uh, so many days out. So I think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. I think at its peak, we're looking at about 50%. I at think its at its peak. peak. At its peak, it's about 50% because mm-hmm. Bradley mm-hmm. Beal isn't, isn't going to solve the sloppy ball handling from time to time from all the other players, the lackadaisical passing, the turnover. They still had 19 turnovers last night. Yeah. Bradley Beal coming back is going to marginally help that just a little bit. But the bad tendencies that a lot of these players have had or shown this year aren't going to be magically fixed because Bradley Beal's in the lineup, right? So that's that's number one. And defensively, I think that's also their, their Achilles heel right now as they have not been able to find that connectivity on defense. And I'm not so sure Bradley Beal coming into that lineup. Bradley Beal is an okay defender. Yeah, he's no, not he's, a world beater. He's, he's not a Jordan defender, Goodwin yeah. type of defender. He's all right. Um, is he more I'm, vocal, though, when he's I, on the court than others? Maybe? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't hear him. I mean, because no that idea. could potentially play into it. It could, a but bit. He's, never been, he's never been known as a defensive connector. So I, I, I just I, I hesitate to think that he's going to have the only way Bradley Beal goes above to that 75, 80 percent to in terms of impact is if Bradley Beal goes back to like 2018, where he was averaging like 35 a game. Like that's the only way this changes. And I don't see that happening. I think Bradley Beal coming back, if he averages 25 a game, shit. You won this trade by a million okay, miles, so right? Okay, so let's talk about go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But go ahead. but I just don't I don't see his impact being that significant to where everything just flips. Okay. So so I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm gonna go ahead and say in the, in the time that Brad has played, minus that if you take away the game where he just started and sprained the ankle, mm-hmm. he's averaging like 21, mm-hmm. he's averaging like 21 and four, mm-hmm. right? And a little bit of time that he's played, and he hasn't been healthy. So to think that Brad can't average. That twenty five that you're talking about, I don't, I don't know that we're in that. I don't know that I, that's I not possible. I just couldn't. No, I no. Thirty five was like oh, that. 35, would, would okay. that thirty five would take it to the, like the seventy five. So 80%. I, here's what I will say about Brad. We 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 can the pulse of this team. We talked about it. I think we stumbled on something yesterday when we talked about Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon consensus twenty five shots per game from the two of them. Is starting to look like a, 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 a legitimate plan to get this offense going. And so I think it's safe to say that if you go into a game and you get 20 points from Eric Gordon and Brad Beal, will you take it? Yeah. Well, not, not, I'm sorry, Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. If I tell you Grayson and combined, they're going to give you 20 points. Grayson Allen and mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, you'll take it, right? Yeah, I'll take it. That's where I think the difference is because I think Brad by himself does that. 
I think Brad comes in and says, hey, Eric and, and, and Grace, and I'm going to take that pressure off you. I can give you 20 a game, and now everything y'all do is gravy on a mashed potato. And so I think that's the difference with Brad, I, and that's why I think I lean to a 70 to 75 I want to agree with you. I really do, because okay. I want this team to succeed very, very much. Mm -hmm. However, comma, <laughs> um, I just don't think that they have the offensive system in place to be able to maximize everybody at the potential that you hope that they could they can reach. I think if you had a guy, listen, if, if your fair. offense is going to be your best defense, then you should have got a guy like Dan Tony, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. Yeah, like yes. You should have got an offensive guru right. that knows how to utilize these guys in a different in different ways, different spaces, different uh, you know uh, playing styles. Like Because this slow it down, walk it up bullshit ain't it. It ain't it. Not with these three dudes. No, you got to get out and run and give them as many opportunities as possible. That's how you get your rhythm and your flow. But you walking this shit up like you're the damn Nuggets and you got Jokic just kind of surveying at seven foot tall. Like that ain't happening. Book isn't doing that. Neither is Beal. Yeah. KD did an admirable job last night, but he doesn't do that on a night and a night basis. So I, I don't like their offensive. I don't like their offense at all. It's like my, right. me personally, it's I still agree. the Terry Porter. I I, I will stand yeah. by this. This is still the Terry Porter with seven seconds or less. Sons. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, and I I still think we may be headed for a coaching change, whether it's uh, in the in the near term here, uh, you know, or in the off season, because it doesn't make sense that way. But what gives me hope about what you're saying, Flex, is the best five-man lineup this team has run out this year is Book, Katie, uh, Gordon, Grayson, and Nurk. Yep. You replace Eric Gordon with Bradley Beal in that lineup, and I think it can be even better, and that gives you Eric Gordon off the bench who mm -hmm. can, can do that as well. But the season's still going to come down to the others. Yeah. It's going to come down to not the big three, but what does Eric Gordon give you? What does Grayson Allen give you? What are any of these other guys capable of giving you? Because last night worked because Grayson Allen was hitting. Eric Gordon was hitting. It was every the other guys did it. Even Azubuke did it. And that's where this team will fail is if those guys cannot be that anymore. Yeah, yeah so, so Katie had 16 assists last night. I went back and I looked at the film. KD could have done this five more times this season. The, the only difference was the shots went down. Like, mm -hmm. he was hitting Guys were just making shots. Finally, this is the second game in a row, Linz, and, and Christmas wasn't as bad as people want to think. Oh. Go back and watch that Christmas game. There were a lot of positive. KD and Book didn't come to the table, and there was some, some monster that came to Phoenix that had to drop 50 and 15 on Christmas and, and be the Grinch for us to lose that game. However... He did that shit with ease. He did. No, no, he did. No, and, and that's part of my point. Yeah. He did that with ease, but he's Luka Doncic. And there's only one team in the league that's got Luka Doncic. Okay? There's not many Luka Doncic's running into town, dropping 15, uh, 50 and 15 on Christmas. And so I say that to say Eric Gordon played better. Grayson played better. We got minutes from other guys. And that carried over to Houston. And so now I'm starting to wonder, are these guys starting to figure it out? And once Brad comes back, does it go to another level? And by the way, can we stop? This isn't a Denver Nuggets hoodie, guys. This is an NBA golden blue hoodie. It's tight. It's tight. I see a lot of people saying, take that trash Nuggets shirt. And I haven't, I don't wear Nuggets gear. This isn't Denver Nuggets gear. This is an NBA navy blue with some gold lettering. I read it. It says Denver Nuggets, guys. So keep going that. Come on, man. All right. I see you over there taking shots over there, you sniper. That would be the key, though, is if, if you're seeing these guys not named Devin and Kevin if for things to start to click for them, then that means we're turning the corner in the yep. right direction. Because as like I know it's as Kevin and Devin and when Bradley comes back as they go, this team goes. But really, you need those other guys to be knocking down shots in order for those big three to really be effective in what they're doing. Grayson, to me, honestly, Grayson has been has been kind of a key. Yeah, I, I I just think there was a point where Grayson was like, why the fuck am I deferring so much? Like, honestly, and even yeah. last night, he kind of went back to that mode a little Seven bit. Shots, yeah. But like Grayson with every single unit, even when Beal comes back, 
Because I know everybody's like, okay, well, they'll keep two of their guys on the court no matter what out of the big three. They'll just rotate them around, right? Yeah. But Grayson can be the glue mm-hmm. oftentimes amongst the bunch because he doesn't need to shoot a lot. He will shoot if he's wide open. He will hit that shot, but he can also facilitate yeah. and create other shots for other guys. I think Grayson is the best all-around player on the team right now, yeah. to be honest with you. Lindsay, okay. I, I don't agree with how the big three goes, this team goes, because we've seen it. I think it is how the others go. Yeah, but you also need the big three to show up or else we get a Christmas Day game. Of course, but we've seen the big three or two of the big three in most of the season show up and it didn't, you know, you still were 14 and 15. To me, it's throughout is going to come down to the Grayson Allens, the Eric Gordons of the world. And how do they shoot in wide open shots? Because you brought it up. Katie could have had uh, could have had double digit assists in multiple games this year, but guys weren't hitting those shots. So uh, you know, and it felt like it was in in the same game. Guys weren't hitting shots, so it wasn't all oh, one guy had an off night and the other guy carried it. No, nobody was in those cases, and that's how the season's going. You left out a name on that uh, of those two. You left one significant name that I think is going to be the biggest the oh. biggest difference maker. <laughs> Uh, no, no, of course not. Chimez Matu, <laughs> the ugliest jumper in the league. Stop. Uh, uh, Udoka as a bouquet. <laughs> yes. I mean, we'll get into it. Oh, I'm ready for some Udoka talk because I know just I've been all in on Grayson. Hold on. We will talk about him here in just a minute. We have <laughs> almost yeah, an entire segment dedicated to him. Uh, don't get too far ahead of us here. But first, we do need a pick of the week. Uh, for our DraftKings pick of the week. So I oh, think I got you have you. that for us. I got you. These are, yeah. This is the easiest bet you're going to make all year. Okay, <laughs> easiest bet. Okay, you say that uh, every time because I've been I've been fifty percent right every time. So uh, <laughs> listen, the Wildcats are playing today. I'm going to give you a double Wildcat parlay. Here we go. Number one, my K State Wildcats are facing North Carolina State, and uh, they're favored by two points. I believe doesn't matter. Take the under in that game. It's a forty nine point five. Take the under. Easy money. Take K State winning that game if you want to. But more importantly, take the under in that game because both of those teams, solid offensively, but not that solid. Uh, And then in the other game, my beloved Wildcats, the University of Arizona, the ones that actually made a bowl game this year, Sun Devils, um, (laughs) they are favored by two points as well in the Alamo Bowl tonight against a bunch of second and third stringers from Oklahoma. Uh, I would take the over in that. I believe the over is like 58.5. Take it over. The U of A is going to put up 40. And Oklahoma might put up 30 as well. Doesn't matter. Take the over. Easy money. And if you really want to win some more money, take U of A plus the points. Sheesh. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's your DraftKings pick of the week. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code PHNX. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 plus score an NBA league pass on them only on DraftKings Sportsbook again with that code PHNX. The crown is yours. Espo, you can do the disclaimer today. Mm, gambling problem? Oh, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789777 or visit C pg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas Two, 21 plus age varies die. by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance league pass reward issued as promo code the redeem subscription must be claimed by january 15th 2024 see draftkings.com slash promos for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources get stuffed ontario i suppose gonna show up tomorrow <laughs> sounding like me because that just absolutely wrecked your voice oh <laughs> man make sure you get some og so you can get uh the sleepy time gummy specifically tonight I wish I was so you can right get now. a good <laughs> night's rest Uh, If you guys have not checked out our friends over at OG's, you're absolutely missing out with a variety of bold flavors. OG's gummies are a slam dunk for your taste buds. Plus, you can customize your experience based on (laughs) desired effect and strength. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OG'sBrands.com. All right. We can talk about your beloved Saul. Yudoka Azubuke. Because 
We've seen a lot from him recently. We got to see a little bit from Saban Lee as well. These two-way guys are really bringing something to the table that I feel like the Suns have absolutely missed. Do they deserve more minutes? Yes. A million percent yes. Listen, if these other dudes on the roster don't want to step up and play, then fuck them. <laughs> like, throw them on the bench. Keep them there. I don't care. Listen, there's not a single player on this entire roster that can legitimately say that they didn't have an opportunity to prove what they had. There's Facts. not one. Maybe you can make a case for Bull Bull, but we all obviously have seen that. Yeah. So I, I we we don't we don't need to keep going on about like whether or not KBD is a good fit or Yuta or blah blah blah. We've seen it. And they've been up and down. Yuta's had a horrible last month and a half. He kind of just disappeared off the face of the planet. He hasn't been able to get any run. He's really looked shaky. He hasn't been able to connect on his threes. Defensively, he's been a pigeon like Okay, move along. KBD, uh, defensively, he's been all right. He hasn't even been as great as you hope he was. He's made, made some spot plays, but offensively, he's also been very anemic. He has not provided anything offensively. Like, there's a lot of guys that have had opportunity. So then you go to this these two-way players, and you go from Yudoka, and then you go Lee. Like, I love what both of them bring, and I know everybody clamors for that point guard that can get everybody involved and set the tone and whatever. I would argue that Saban Lee provides something a little differently but the same effect, and here's what I mean. When he penetrates and he goes to the hole, like, he goes with, with reckless abandon. He does not give a shit. He is a black hole. He will try to score every single time he touches that the ball. vibes? Yeah, a little bit, but... <laughs> Because of that, and he's been effective. Like, he hasn't been in, uh, ineffective at all. He's been effective. At some point, these defenses are going to have to realize you cannot leave him one-on-one -on -one with another dude, and they're going to have to account for him at some point. When that happens, guess what? Everything else frees up again. And I, I just think that that's going to be a consistent theme with, with Saban. We've seen him. We've seen him be fully capable of something like hell last year oh, in the last game of the season. Last, last year yeah. in the last game of the season against the Clippers, yeah. I think he had like twenty five or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like he was very very good. Udoka and his physicality to back up Nurk has been a <laughs> has been a very very bright spot. Again, Drew Eubanks has had plenty of time to get adjusted to that backup role. And again, for the last month, I don't know what Yuta and Drew drank at the same time, <laughs> but apparently it was the same juice because they they've been wildly inefficient the last month. And so they've had opportunities. Get the big dude in there, throw some bows, get some rebounds, flex a little bit, dunk on some people, block some shots. That's exactly what he's been doing. I love him. I absolutely love Yudoka. He's a Kansas Jayhawk. I don't give a shit. I still love him. I think the biggest thing for me is he just brings a little bit of a different vibe as far yeah. as his athleticism goes that Toughness. you don't really get necessarily from Nurk or Eubanks in the same ways. Yeah, well, And I think that's important to be because we've talked about maybe we need a, a backup, a third backup center or whatever who can bring something different than what we get from those two. And lo and behold, it was just sitting there on the bench the whole time. So EJ brought up a good point this morning. You talked about how both of them are kind of girthy. Okay, they're they're kind of stout guys. You can't really push them around yeah. very easily. Um, but they both have different games because Nurk will block his shot at 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 the floor, mm -hmm. right? Like he'll just try to get clever with low it and block ground, his shot right. very, very low. Yudoka will go up and get it. Yeah. And so with those two kind of combined, it's a nice little versatility factor there in terms of their defensive prowess. So I I love what they both bring to the table. Now, I say this, but we haven't really seen them play like what's his name last night for the center for the Rockets? Uh, Shangoon. Like he still got his, like he still, I think he had like 25, 28. Yeah. Like he was still effective, but it, it looked very hard. Like it wasn't easy. And that's what you're hoping these guys can present, especially when you go up against some of the big boys yeah. like Jokic and stuff like that. They're still going to get theirs, but can they work harder for it? That's what you want. You, you make a great point. Shangoon still got his. But what I watched in that game, and and as a guard who played, I played the guard position. This happened to me plenty of times. You go in the paint, you see a center, you're not afraid of him. You, you you're gonna go in there, you're gonna you're gonna bump bodies, you're gonna try to get to the lane, you're gonna try to use the left side, the right side floater, and then every now and then you get by a dude, and you get to the paint, and you see a big motherfucker, you see a big fucking dude. And I remember as a ball player, like when I got in there and it was like, oh shit, this dude's big. This dude ain't, this dude's strong. 
Azubuke is that type of dude. I saw Fred Van Vliet on three different occasions get into the paint, snake through, look up, and like, oh, damn, that ain't Drew Eubanks. That's a big boy there. And two dribble out, try to take a floater instead of attacking the rim. That's what he brings. He brings toughness. He brings that, yo, don't just come in here because I'll put you on your ass. And and I think that's what we've been missing I like the compliment of Nurk and Azubuke. They're two different type of dudes, but in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, they're similar in physicality. Mm-hmm. And so I think we missed that. The dunk with the flex was 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 pretty dope. And sometimes you just need a highlight moment like that. They, and I, I think go. they're so undervalued at times. And this team talking about how all season we've like, they don't even look like they're having fun. It doesn't spark joy, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes all you need is a big moment like that to really reinvigorate your team. And that's what he brings a lot of. And I think that's important, too. Super un- underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't like having to be the realist on this show, but oh. I'm going to be in here. Look. I know exactly say, what you're going to say, and say, I think it's fair, but I Saban don't want to go that route. We know what he is. I think when Jordan Goodwin doesn't have it, if you're not confident in, uh, you know, in, in a few of the other guys, fine. Put him in there. Let him play some minutes. I don't think he's going to change much. I think he's going to be hit or miss like he's always been. Uh, and he's going to always be more shoot first than than a traditional point guard. That, that's fine. He is what he is. Uh, I think last night, Sun's Twitter, I'm sitting home, I'm not feeling real well, and I'm, I'm watching this, and Sun's Twitter is acting like He's the second coming of his uh, of you know the the other great Nigerian center Hakeem Olajuwon. Let us right? have like nice people are things. freaking the hell out about Udoka Azubuike, and I'm fine with it, right? Like I, I get it. You're are having you fun. You're having fun, but what he is what he is is a third string change of pace center, and I'm I'm and using him in certain matchups when you need a big guy like. He has not lit the world on fire in the five games as much as everybody wants to think. I know they're counting stats, and I'd love to give you advanced metrics, but guess what? He hasn't played enough games this season to have advanced metrics on him that count. So I'm just going to give you counting stats. Five games, 5.6 points, four rebounds, 0.4 assists, 0.6 blocks, 86% field goal shooting. Obviously, great finisher around the rim. Uh, Drew Eubanks in in 28 games, 6.2 points, 4.4 rebounds, 1.1 assists, a block, and almost 60% uh, field goal shooting. All right? So it's not as if the stats are overblowing. I But what these guys have brought that this team needed was energy and hunger. And that's what you get from two-way guys because they know they're fighting for their livelihood. And that was where they were most beneficial last night and, and in the last five uh, with Yudoka is the fact that they're hungry. They are fighting for their survival uh, in the NBA. And I think that does help a team when they're at a point where where they had flatlined. Uh, you know, and that's what I what I've liked. But let's not act like they found uh, you know the the answer to their backup center or the next great center. He is part of an equation with these bigs, but he has not done anything that right. has overwhelmed it, it, to put him as a, as a great center. Well, so, flex, tell he, here's the thing: those numbers right there, like I don't, I don't think they're telling a true story. Mm. I, I just don't. I'm gonna tell oh, you why. Now, now we're gonna no. go with the eye test. Which no, 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 I no. With, I'm, but... I'm going with the numbers. So you said he played five games. Yeah. But in the first three games, I mean, they were like spot minutes, so it, it messes the averages all up. Now the last two that he actually played he had a double double 11 and 11 in sacramento and yesterday was terrific well you didn't you throw in the little three or four minute span that he had the other night that yes, also affects that, the, the numbers exactly in four minutes against dallas where he should have played probably 15 yeah right and so i think the numbers are are not telling the whole picture there uh for eubanks they are because eubanks got 28 games with a shit ton of minutes and that's who he is okay. i don't know if as is is that and and another thing is you can't the stats are not going to show you energy, toughness, and 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 that other stuff. That stuff's not going to show up in the stats. I've been waiting for Drew Eubanks to body people. He ain't I, done I thought it he yet. was going to do it. In the I thought season. I thought that's what he was—a body guy. I thought he was going to have and our, 
And now Zabuke just coming out here bodying cats. You so I, I'm just saying, Espo, I think it's different. You also literally just said that Yudoka <laughs> is a third string change of pace kind of guy. Yeah. That's what we need him to be. Oh, no, but uh, these two We're sound like they're ready to, be to bury Eubanks. I'd be like, hey, okay. he's the But he's in the moments, he is better than Drew Eubanks. They're Okay. He in, is the better moments, option to turn to. Moments, We're not asking him to replace Yusuf Nurkic. No. We're asking him to, in the moments when we need somebody, be there. And that's what he's doing. Let's go, baby! Let's go! Let's go! You let's go. Yes. 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 So baby, let's go! There's a guy in 36 Why games. You, you want to talk about so more numbers? Like, 3.5 points a game. 3.3 rebounds. I'm in my head. Hey, somebody's got to do it with Gerald's out here, goddammit. Let me ask Somebody's got to do it. Somebody <laughs> got to keep you two in check when, uh, when they uh, do. She also went down this way. Lizzie's high on medication right now. You got triple T. I don't count Lindsay. Turn the ball over. Yeah. Lindsay's high and sick. I don't count Lindsay, okay? I don't yeah. count Lindsay right now. Hey, listen, I honestly think Azubuke could be uh, a similar impact as Bismarck Biombo. That's was. okay. That's fair. And Bismarck yeah. was the third guy. Change of pace came in to be defense. I will give you that. Yeah, no, that's but I mean, that's that's for. that's kind of what we want. But there were times where <laughs> DA wouldn't bring it, and and Bismarck and got Bismarck, the minutes, and yes. Bismarck got the minutes, and Bismarck did a fantastic job, and so did uh, Jock Lindell in yeah. spots. So I'm just saying. This guy has Man. potential at this point. Can I just say this real quick? Yeah, go ahead, go Speaking ahead. of Jock, mm -hmm. damn, it wouldn't it be nice to have oh him right now God. on this team? I would love Jock. Oh, he's right in Siberia Dude. on the bench. He's in getting Houston. iced out over there, yeah. and it hurts my heart, it man. Does. It really I mean, does. I don't, does. I don't blame him. I mean, he they go, hey, you want $8 million? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, peace out. I'm going yeah. over there. At least he's got the bag <laughs> because he should be playing more. I'd, I'd do anything to get uh, my man Jock Lindell back. <laughs> But go ahead. And so said she just smoked a whole pack. Don't mess with her espo. <laughs> Chelsea's high right now, all right? On cough syrup and God really knows high. what. Like, I think my fever just spiked. Takes a lot of Come on, uh, you can't go as a boot. No, <laughs> if you're if the whole point is he's he could be that change of pace Bismack that we saw last year. Yeah, I'll give you that. He could be our number two. All, all we said was he's a serviceable big. <clears throat> I'm more and you you took it to like we would thought he was the next Akeem Olajuwon. You literally no, said that. I was talking about Twitter, not you okay. guys. Right. Yeah, Twitter but you also guy. have to let what? Twitter have their moments because it's been a tough season. <laughs> yes. And if you can find one thing to grasp onto and come together as a group and be excited about, by all means, I, freaking do it. I loved his energy. The dunk was amazing. That was fun. But let like, and not you guys, but other. Let's not place, you know, ridiculous expectations. On a guy just because well, he came in and was able I, to be the energy I do guy. think he should be the starting center in the All-Star game. I, just <laughs> <say>. <laughs> I, I love it. I don't know ball because the guy who's been a journeyman, who's been on two ways, I'm saying don't expect to be yeah, all worldly. Yeah. But I don't know ball because that's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't ball. know ball because other coaches have said it. I talked to a coach who coached him who told me that, but I don't know ball. Get him, Espo! <laughs> Man, yo, we got some fire on this show today, boy. These I've been two... in this business 15 years. Oh my God. But I don't know ball. Oh my God. Come on now. Stop. Let's go, Espo. Let's go, Espo. Uh, uh, all right, let's reset real quick. Uh, reminder that our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos have an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you will not find anywhere else in the desert. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, and Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casino. Visit playatgila.com for more details. Also, uh, tomorrow we get to watch the Suns take on the Hornets, and you can catch that game on Arizona's Family Sports. It tips off at 7 p.m., which means we'll be live at 6.30 p.m. And to watch the game on Arizona's Family Sports, all you need is an antenna. And wherever you live in Arizona, you can visit azfamily.com. You can click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns games 
on Arizona's Family Sports. Tune in Friday for Yudoka Azabuke's <laughs> first triple-double in the NBA in know. 48 minutes of action. You Don't miss it on Arizona Family Sports. All right, before Love I round out with Love my it. final question for the group, we do have a couple super chats here that we have to get to. Uh, Horridscape sent us one. Thank you. They said, funny how before the KD trade, we were fake contenders and only good against injured teams. Now that they're struggling, we had the best young core ever. Revisionist history is fun on both sides of the fence, all right? Yeah. And we're sitting in December. And maybe they don't win a title this year. Maybe they win one next year. And all of a sudden, it's greatest trade ever. Like, it, it all it all in the middle of it is tough to, to examine. And there's going to be reactions, but we keep vacillating between this. Well, you know. it's 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 the the crowd that was sad to see Mikhail go, yeah, and Cam go, was just that they were sad to see them go, but they acknowledged we got KD return, and right. those people right. have quickly morphed into we should have never traded Cam and Mikhail. Yeah, like you traded for Kevin Durant. Like and Kevin Durant and is doing what he needs to do <laughs> on this team, so it's not Kevin Durant's <laughs> fault. That this team is awful. If you traded Kevin right now for McHale and Cam, this team would be probably worse. Well, and did you see the the McHale news yesterday? Mm -hmm. He said he's eaten Chipotle every day for the last 10 years. Dude's going to die before the end of his next contract. You can't eat like that. Also, that that should tell you a little bit more about McHale. How are you in Arizona and all you did was eat Chipotle? You didn't get any real Mexican food? Well, to be fair... Yeah, he did true. get hooked up with a Chipotle card. So. He did get a Chipotle card. If, you had, if Chipotle was like, you could have a free meal every single day, you're not going to take them up on that a good amount of time? Uh, I wouldn't he, do it every day. My, I've, my, I boy, Cal, my boy Cal is, is milking it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Chipotle oh, yeah. card, oh, yeah. man. You got a big-ass bag now, brother. Yeah. We, I'm just we, hey, we all know. Like, okay, we're the 40-40-40 club right yeah. here. Yeah. At 25, <laughs> you can eat Chipotle every day. You hit 30, that shit don't play the same. Well, Cal's not 30 yet. So he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have another one from GoTo Tech Reviews. Thank you. They said, as a bookie contract now, wave Lee, Yuta, or Bull? Uh, I think the first one that gets waved is Bull. Yeah. 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 Look, I'd be, be, be all sense. for that. You know. And they, listen, I'm not saying that they should do that or not do it, but I don't think that there's any rush to do it because they've got plenty of time. No, you got time. plenty of time, yeah. So I don't know. I mean – I'll give you this. Yudoka's already given you more valuable minutes than Bull Bull has on this roster. So, uh, I mean, I get that they're probably holding that spot in case another move comes up, but I I would definitely consider having a guy who actually has given you something rather than absolutely nothing. Uh, can I just roster. ask you one thing of about this? Uh, as the bouquet is a third center, you say Eubanks is your backup. Is that what yeah, you're saying? I think, I think it can vacillate depending on the match. Okay. So I, I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. I think Azubuke is showing me enough that he can honestly man that second backup spot solely by himself, and Eubanks is the third guy. That's what I'm saying. I, I think we're at the point where uh, I'm seeing enough where I'm like, hey, man, like, let's stop calling this dude the third guy. Maybe he is you, actually the second guy. Okay, you you give me another five games and we can have the okay. conversation where I feel a little okay, He'll bit get a double-double double tomorrow. This is the, the, the challenge here, and this is where I kind of will we'll side with Espo. <clears throat> when we see a stretch five, what, what's, what, what's, what's going to happen yeah. when we see a stretch five? What, what happens when we play Boston and he's got to face Porzingis? KP. Okay, like what, what happens town. Minnesota yeah. with Towns and stuff like that? Like what happens in those That's games? True. Now, then then maybe then you go to the matchup and you Situation. go back to Eubanks because yeah. Eubanks is better in the pick and roll coverage. But I would agree with Flex that right now my tendency would be Azubuki would be number two because he's just, to me, I feel like he's the better player right now maybe i just feel burned this season but i just feel like i need more than two games to believe in anything sure right? okay no, that's fair in that's anything fair. this that's year fair. because you know i mean shit if you just watch christmas day you'd be like why is chemezi metu not getting 25 minutes a night yeah. like and and, <laughs> and then you'd be <clears> like true. oh yeah because i saw the other 30 games or 20 <laughs> some odd games and i realized why right I so like i'm not gonna overreact to two games is, is what this season has made me feel i can't buy in you're not getting my heart because you put in two games right? i get it i get it That's fair. okay well to that same vein I know we're all feeling a lot better today and we were feeling better last night because the sun's finally got a win 
But does last night's win cool off the hot seats that everyone was sitting in in the organization? No, it shouldn't. No. Okay. Zero. It's it's one it's one win. I like I and Houston has been good so far this year, but also look where Houston was last year. Yeah. You know, if you came out and you destroyed Denver at full strength or uh, you know, so it's one other or Boston at full strength. Maybe I feel a little bit different, but right now I I'm in prove it mode. You gotta prove it to me, just like just like with backup or third string center. Everybody's gotta prove it to me, and I don't think it 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 stopped it from happening today, tomorrow, or uh, over the weekend, maybe. But it has not cooled the hot seat for anybody. I would say if if the seat was at a ten, ten being the hottest, it's at a nine point eight. <laughs> Okay. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It, it temperature drops slightly, but it's still hot as fuck. Each each win gives you more time. There you go. And I think that win last night gave him a little bit more time. Whoever was on the hot seat, Vogel, James Jones, doesn't matter. Like I just get you just yep. bought yourself a little bit more time to try and figure this out. Um, but there will be a, a a rubber meets the road situation at some point where. Okay, well, we're 500 and we're at the All Star break. Right, something's got to change. Yeah, you know what I mean. On Christmas night, I think Matt Ishbia was uh, was close to the next day, being a, walking through the halls and being like, "Dead man walking." I think we're backed off a little bit from that. Yeah. I think we're at okay. You get a reprieve, uh, Frank Vogel, Kevin Young, uh, for another couple games. Let's see if you can recreate what we saw. In Houston. And I think we're on that for the next 10, 15 games. Yeah, I think we... No, I I honestly, guys, I've said this before. I actually feel like we found something. I I honestly think this team's going to play well. I think they can easily rack off these next four. And I think that that gives you the mojo, the swag, Brad Beal's back. I think this thing can turn around before you know it. The Western Conference is... Is, is very close. I mean, this is like team neck and neck. The Suns can win four straight and go from 10 to five, literally, like that. Now, does that, does that mean much? It really doesn't. It just it just reemphasizes that I think the regular season is all a crock of shit nowadays in, in the NBA. I think it's just how you're playing when you're going and get in and how you're playing. I don't think if they move up to five, we're sitting here saying, oh, watch the Suns. They're the best team in basketball. I don't think if they're at eight, we're saying they're the worst team in basketball. I think they just got to play better. But I do see a path now where this team can get hot and win eight out of ten. And things can settle down a little bit. I mean, it is time to rack off. Oh. It's time to rack oh, off. Look, look, <laughs> let, me, let, me see, let me see this, though. Like, uh, yo, uh, yeah, the, the regular season's crap until you fuck around and find out. And you, and you wind up in the play-in or just outside the play-in, right? And, and I think... There are teams that have been looked at over the last few years as being very good that put themselves in that situation, you know, and, and you know, and I don't. I, that's where I don't want this Suns team to be is thinking with that mentality and finding I don't, I, themselves. Yeah, I don't think they're you know? thinking like that as for, but I think I mean lately we've been seeing it. I mean, would you? Let me ask you, everybody on this panel, would you rather be the number one seed, sixty-four win Suns? Or would you rather be the AFC Miami Heat from last year? I would rather be the look. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, are we talking? Are I'm, we I'm, talking? I'm just, to, I'm, I'm just keeping. No, I, I asked you a simple question. I mean, they both. Do lost, you want to so. be? No, but do, did you? Mm. Do you want to be the 64 win, the number one C 64 win Phoenix Suns, or do you want to be the AFC Miami Heat from last year? I mean, if yeah. I got the path that Miami got, sure. Okay, no, but, but usually your path's easier as the one seed. I, I'm just saying, I'm keeping it simple, and what I'm trying to say here is it really doesn't fucking matter. If you get in and you got a good basketball you, team and these guys are playing. What do you mean the path? They beat the Bucks and the Celtics. That's not an easy okay. path. Hey, they played – they, they <laughs> had <laughs> one they in the well. Okay. Yeah. But, but to me, like – you always would want to be the one seed. It's home court advantage no, you at do. least through your through your half of the bracket. Like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like Miami's the, the rule, they're the exception. Well the Lakers were seventh and they went to the conference finals last year. That's a team we can talk path, all right? The point that's but the point I'm trying to make is that in this new NBA, I really believe that the regular season is not as important as it used to be. I would look. If we're talking simply that, 
I need to be one through six. I don't want to screw around with a one game play in mm-hmm. situation or having to win two in a play in situation because you have no margin for error. So so in this new NBA, one through six, I feel okay. I feel like you can uh, you can be okay with Agreed. this this team and and get where you want to go. Agreed. But in the play in situation, I don't like that. I don't care what. Yeah, you could add anything a sprain angle and your whole season's over. I get it. Agreed. <laughs> Or okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm out. Any final thoughts, you guys? Yes, keep running pick and rolls with Kevin Durant being the primary uh, person tomorrow night. Uh, from Jason Timph of Volume Sports on Twitter, they ran 15 times pick and roll with Katie as the point initiator. Uh, it led to 26 points, and and they were able to find. Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen on quick passes as part of that. I want to see more of that and take some of the pressure off book so you can be the assassin and score more like that. I'll leave I'll say this. I said before the Suns lost their swag. It's amazing how one game can change everything. I feel like it's coming back. I feel like they got some energy. They're coming back home. They got a nice home stand. Brad's on his way back. I think this team found something in Houston. And uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think we have a really good game tomorrow. I, love I do love your optimism. Talk to me. I need to see it twice in a row. Okay. And hey, one game on. ain't going to do shit for me. I got you. I need to see it two or three times you know, before I start to feel like they've, they're starting to figure it out. But okay. one game, cool. It's good. Get it, get that monkey off your back from losing that losing streak. But you still got more, more mm-hmm. to prove. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you as always. Uh, be sure to join us tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show before 30 minutes before tip-off, so 6.30 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us then. And until we see you tomorrow, be sure to give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore suns. You can also follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul and your score bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Join us tomorrow where you can find new ways how I don't know ball. Hoi hoi! <laughs>